Where the travel agent's coming to you With tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise The travel agent's bringing you the latest travel news I'm Brian And I'm Will We're your hosts for the Travel Agents Podcast Will, this will be a special episode This is a really cool episode, yeah uh, We're going to be talking about a nation that I don't think it's a lot of coverage Not a yeah. lot of people probably even know what the heck it is and we are joined again by a special guest. We're going back to back. In the words of Aubrey Drake Graham, we are going back to back with James from Winging It Travel Podcast. James, how are you? Well, made it back. So thanks for having me on again. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back, man. Yeah. Just like super embarrassing that I don't even know on a map where this country is. <laughs> I think I'm a professional. I think I'm a professional travel agent. Or it is. Did you look it up? No, I didn't look it up. Uh, shoot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess that we're talking about Brunei. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess it's by Yemen. No. It is. It's, hold on, let me try again. Okay. So am I super off or a little off? You're very off. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. by, um, what? Is it by Ethiopia? Nope, way off. Is even, it even worse. Uh, French Guinea? Closer. Seriously? Yeah. Is it in South America? Wait, am I, fr- no, I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Papua New Guinea. Oh, Papua New Guinea is near Australia, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Where's Brunei, James? <laughs> it's in Brunei. Brunei is on the island of Borneo, which is Indonesia, Malaysia, and Brunei. Uh, so it's in Southeast Asia, a bit south of Singapore, if you're familiar with that. Singapore was not my next guess. So the thing that I'm fun. most fascinated about with Brunei is that uh, it's a it's a com- it's a country under Sharia law. It's an Islamic yeah. country in the South Pacific, and you got a chance to uh, stay there for what three days. Yeah, so we were in Borneo on the Malaysian side. So Borneo is kind of split. There's the two thirds at the bottom is Indonesia. Top third is Malaysia. And in that top third, there's a tiny country called Brunei. Um, so it's landlocked, if you like. Uh, obviously, you've got the sea there. But yeah, it's a tiny country. And it got independence from the Malaysian, well, the British kind of owned Malaysia back in the day. We all know that um, they got a little bit of that slice of land for themselves. And it's kind of... A really unique, weird country, yeah. So what was it like going to Brunei? What was it like being in a country that's under Sharia law? Yeah, it's keen to get this out there that Sharia law is kind of, I don't know too much about it, mm-hmm. but I think when people hear it, it's like, oh God, that's, that's awful. Yeah. It just means there's certain rules in place. It's like, uh, it's going to be alcohol free. So there's going to be no, no alcohol. It's going to be things that close for prayer. So uh, things close at six. Uh, you can't go into mosques, but you can go in the grounds of mosques because um, you're not a Muslim. Um, if you are Muslim, you obviously can go in. And it's just a very quiet, but also clean place, but nice people. Like we met some nice people there. So there's absolutely no problems. Just bear in mind, if you're going to go there and get boozed up on alcohol, it's not going to happen. And I wouldn't do it as well. So yeah, just kind of have your wits about you, I think. Okay. So how did you, like, what did you do in Brunei? What made you want to go to Brunei? Was there, like, one thing that you're like, we really want to see this thing? We stayed in Kota Kinabalu, which is on the Borneo, Malaysian side. And we're at a hostel. And a few people in the hostel were like, we're, we're thinking about doing a trip to Brunei. And the hostel owner was like, okay, yeah, you can do that. Uh, you need to get a boat. 
and a visa on arrival is free for British nationals. I'm not sure for US what your sure. visa restrictions are. Um, so for our case, we just turn up, we get a ticket on the boat, we nip across, no visa required, done. And it really was that simple. Like the, the boat cost like wow. 17 US dollars and okay. you stop off at a separate island to do the border stuff. So you come out of Malaysia into Brunei and then you hop onto another boat into the capital of Brunei, which is a bit of a long name. Uh, it's called, I'm not great at pronouncing this, is it Bandar Dar es Salaam? Okay. Could be wrong there. Um, Bandar Seri Badawan, I think it's called. <laughs> not, not great at pronunciation. <laughs> you're there, close. Yeah, you're close. Yeah. So you, you hop into there and you get a taxi from the, the port area into town. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was our start of our two and a bit days. What language do they speak? Uh, they speak English there. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I believe that is the national language. I could be wrong with that. Not Arabic. Uh, I would expect Arabic. Don't forget the the guy who, the Sultan of Brunei, he studied at Oxford University. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. He served with the British Army, so I think English is widely spoken. We spoke English there, no problems. The guy we met, we actually hitchhiked there, random story. And the guy who picked us up, he used to live in Liverpool and <laughs> was telling us about the country. He gave us a free lift into town from where we were staying and, yeah, told us the best place to go and see and do. So, wow. pretty cool. Okay, you have two days in Brunei. What'd you do? Wait, real quick, it says just it says you're right. English is like super widely used. Technically, the official language is Malay. Oh, okay, yeah. Ah, Malay. Ah, okay, sense, I guess. But who speaks uh, that? Am I right? Yeah, no one speaks that. <laughs> and there's two main things that we saw in Brunei, the main city itself, and there's an unbelievable mosque to go and see. It's called the Omar Ali. Uh, Dian, I think it's called. It's the super gold white mosque. And you can't go in this. You're Muslim, of course, but the grounds are incredible. You can walk around there for hours. It's got little like bits of water in there. It's like a little moat going around it. So we went and checked that out um, for about a couple of hours. And a weird fact about Brunei is they've got one of the largest floating islands in the world where people live. Interesting. Okay. So there's a river that goes through it. And you'll see a little island in the middle of it. You can go there and kind of like just walk around. Um, locals got like stalls. They can sell you like some fruit or whatever. And you can speak to them. So, yeah, you can go and check that out and kind of be on this like floating island. That's a bit, a bit strange. And then we just walked around the capital, Bandar, um, for the rest of the time there. Our accommodation was a bit out of town, so it wasn't an ideal location. That's probably based on price. Uh, I can't quite remember why we stayed there. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was why we got hitchhiked in one day. This guy gave us a lift. I was going to say, like, how did you get around? So you did hitchhike, you hitchhiked, gosh, game talk. Yeah. So we came out of the hostel and walked down the road to the main road. And this guy in Mercedes pulled up, there's three of us, and said, Oh, do you want a lift? And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, why not? And he was like, Yeah, I used to live in Liverpool. And he's telling us about a story. And then, we saw his mum on the way into town and yeah, just kind of what no money, just real nice guy. Um, it's quite a rich place. Like it's a lot of oil there. So it's very well kept, very well built up. Like there's no, what I can see, no poverty. Like it's very rich nation. And a lot mm-hmm. of expats work there in the oil business. 
I think mm-hmm. arguably like per square kilometer, I think they're one of the richest countries in the world. So yeah, I was looking at um, their GDP. Yeah. It's thirty three billion per year. Like that's really <laughs> solid for a tiny yeah. nation. <laughs> yeah, or rich. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why they want that bit bit of the country, right? So there you go. Um, yeah, I think you can do Brunei in probably f- maximum five days. There's a a few jungle things you could do. There's a forest there as well. Sure, uh, you want to go in, into nature, but the city itself is probably one or two. Yeah, I wouldn't spend more than five days there. We done two, uh, which means I don't think I need to go back because I think I saw yeah. a fair amount in the city. So uh, it seems like oil is one of their big money makers. Yeah, for sure. You're saying so, no alcohol allowed in the country. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I reckon you probably find it on the black market, but probably you know, above boards, just walking around normally, right? You won't find any smoking alcohol. cigarettes. Was that was the was that why? Oh yeah, smoking cigarettes is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Huh. There's a night market there as well, which I think we checked out called Gadong Night Market. Um, it's got like street food and produce. Do you know if I'm trying to think Sharia law, like, did a lot of the men have multiple wives? Hmm. I know, <laughs> like my my um my friends in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that all of their dads have multiple wives, but this is different, wow. you know. That's but is Saudi Arabia Sharia law? Thinks it's got to be. Come on, I Saudi. Think so no I think it's all allowed in Saudi. I don't know, actually know who has Sharia law apart from Brunei, but I'm sure there are places. Yeah. Um, well, um, I think one thing to note. Um, I mean, it might go hand in hand with the idea of Sharia law, but if you are a member of the LGBTQ community, uh, you would have to exercise extreme caution in Brunei. Very. Yeah, I wouldn't be, it's unfortunate to say, but I wouldn't be out in the street. It's just kind of, yeah, holding hands, stuff like that, for sure not. Um, we stayed in a accommodation that was owned by, it's a bit of a weird setup, actually, looking back. It was this guy who was, I think he was Hungarian, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. maybe Eastern European, who was a doctor. And he stopped practicing and he moved out to Brunei and built this like massive house. Okay. Um, and he's got a Thai wife. And I think some of her family were working there as well. It's an interesting setup. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously yeah. he was just saying that he had no problems there. and But then he's white, so I don't know if there's any problems with any other types of people there. I, I, I didn't get the feeling there was anything at all wrong. Like, I felt perfectly safe. Okay. That's um, good. But yeah, I, I can't speak for any other type of like, you know, LGBTQ or yeah. other, t- other type of race. But yeah, I'm on this website that gives a breakdown of all the countries that use Sharia law, but there's some that are called classic law, mixed law, or for Muslims only. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is classic. Uh, I think we're talking Qatar about Brunei. Is, uh, just uh, Brunei is classic. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Qatar. I think that's Muslim only. It, it's fair to say as well. Just a little Google search. It's a mix of English law and Sharia law. So maybe it's not fully Very strict. Fascinating. Um, okay. But he, it, there's a museum that we went to actually. Yeah, we went to a museum. Those in in, in the capital about the, uh, the sultan and like the way they talk about him is quite interesting like they're saying you know he went to oxford and he was the top of his class and this and then he went to sandhurst and done army officer training and he was a top of the class and this and top in this 
like almost a bit of a hero status type guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he was yeah, pretty good, but yeah, he is one of the richest guys in the world. So wow. he's yeah. got how, a bit of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was the food? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So Borneo has, as a whole, t- same type of food, right? You're going to get like a mix of Malay and Indonesian. Wow. Um, so that's your rice, your curries and like a nasi gurin type of food. Uh, fantastic. And we went to a local Thai place actually as well. How, how'd you do um, being, that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Then I say local, there's local Thai place went to that's brilliant. Don't know yeah. the name. Um, so you'll be fine. How did you do with, uh, being vegetarian there? Uh, yeah, no problems. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Easy, easy. Wow. I'm, I'm wondering, um, I think I might be misremembering this, but doesn't Borneo have like, mm, do they have some problems with like mosquitoes? Like, do you have to have like nets and like beds or anything like that? Or is that not, not the case? No, that's true. Yeah. We went on a jung rainforest trek to see the orangutans. Nice. And you get a boat, it took ages on this boat. And the, the camp was in the middle of the rainforest. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no internet. There's no one about. And there's mosquito beds on stilts because there's like, river snakes that can come in and crocodiles can come in and all this sort of stuff. So there's one night where some sea snakes or river snakes came into our camp and we had to like notify the camp guys and they had to clean them out. Um, that scared a few people, but yeah, it is that, that raw. Um, amazing though. Cause you get all the sounds and you see amazing animals and stuff. So uh, yeah, there's a, there's a tour called uncle Brian's tour. No, that's like uncle Tan, sorry, T A N. He does a tour that goes from, Kota kind of blue, I think, and you can go and uh, check that guy out. So Uncle Tan's tours, yeah, he's a cool guy. So he does um, reasonably priced tours in the rainforest. Fascinating. Okay, so if you're, I mean, if you're in Borneo, it might be worth checking out Brunei. Yeah, super cheap to get there, like twenty dollars on the boat, and yeah, I, I, again for US people, I'm not, not sure what the visa uh, situation is, but for for British people or uh, I guess similar Europeans that you can just go your visa free. So um, yeah, just jump on a boat, go and check out for a couple of days, a bit of a city break, go and see some cool architecture and do a jungle trek if you want, and then hop back on the boat back to Cote uh, Blue. So yeah, all done in two and a bit days. Is there anything that was like sort of contrasting between Brunei and um, like Malaysia and the, did you go to the Indonesian side of Borneo? No, we didn't. Unfortunately, that's okay. next on the list. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge difference. I, I, like aesthetically, like Brunei is super impressive. Like the buildings are cleaner, they're, they're more grander. There's no, what well, I say, poor parts. Like the locals all seem to be having money. Mm-hmm. Um, the buildings are all pristine, clean streets, really nice locals. But everything closes at six. It's very like orderly. Um, so there's a bit of a difference in that way. Yeah. Like, in Kota Kimbalu in Borneo, in the Malaysian side, you can walk some streets and get some real local experiences, I imagine, right? But you sure. won't find that in, in Bandar. What do you do at, at, after like six o'clock in Brunei? Yeah. What can you do? It's literally six o'clock and they all, they all close. Yeah, you, we just went back to the hostel and hanged out with all the people that's staying there. There's literally not much you can do. Okay, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, just yeah, go and hang out with some people. And a, another couple, uh, English couple there and... Actually, the guy had drinks in his hostel. Remember that he had beers in his in his home at the hostel. Oh um, wow! Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember drinking uh, a beer there. Actually, yeah, Let's yeah. Expose him. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, 
yeah so that was all we really could do like went out for dinner and that's pretty much about it yeah that's fascinating james how many countries have you been to 51 get out look at you i was just looking at flights from cleveland to brunei (laughs) Uh, per person they're sixty five hundred dollars i believe that (gasps) How long so is the flight? Like, how long does it take to just, get there? Just uh, 34 hours. Nice. It's suggesting nice. you fly into Miri, Malaysia. Okay. For $2,500. That's just 40 hours of travel. <laughs> wow. And then go from there. I mean, I feel like if you're going to go to Brunei, you might want to do it the way James did. Just fly to, well, yeah, no, here, fly to, fly to yeah. Singapore for like fraction of the price and then yeah check there. out singapore and then yeah. yeah singapore and get air asia to borneo cheap as contact um, your travel agent <laughs> <laughs> absolutely do you ever want to be a travel agent james yeah 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 it's on my list essentially okay <laughs> cool <laughs> keep that in mind cool. <laughs> well sweet uh brian do you have any other questions for james um uh, what did the P? Is <laughs> 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 a weird question. I'm not sure I want to ask it. Yeah, go. What do the people look like? Are they look Malaysian? Look, yeah, yeah, they're Malaysian. Uh, yeah. Okay, Malaysian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. They're not. They're not Malaysian, but they're looking very much like Malaysians. You know, the um, your classic <laughs> yeah. Malay. Like if you go Malaysia, Singapore, mainland, they're gonna be like that. That's so cool. Um, I just can't remember if they're in headdress. That's the one thing I can't remember. Right on. Um, probably if it's Sri Law, they probably have a headjob. Yeah, it's can't. I don't think they have a headjob. They weren't covered like totally, but I weren't sure if the. So you could see their eyes. Scarf. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you can, can always see, see their faces. eyes. You could yeah. see their face. But I wasn't sure quick. if the headscarf was used. I can't quite recall. I wanted to. Um, wanted to flex and uh, be proud of the U.S. for a moment. You asked about visas. So I went to travel.state.gov, which is where you should always go for you U.S. travelers about, um, uh, whatchamacallit, travel. And you click on international travel information, type in Brunei, Brunei, and it says that U.S. citizens do not need a visa to enter. Boom. Stays nice. under 90 days. So no offense that your uh, your country requires you to have one. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it super easy to jump on the boat and yeah. just um, get through the Malaysian border back in again uh, from there. And you can fly Brunei Brunei Airlines. They're, they're, they're quite a good airline, I think. They fly in and out of Brunei. Um, but if you want to do like a backpackery type budget way, just go to kind of Kota Kinabalu on the Borneo side and go and climb that mountain in there if you want to and then just pop over for a few days to, to Brunei. Um, There's yeah, some worth other, it, worth yeah but there are some right. other weird things. Like you have to have one blank page for your entry stamp and six blank visa pages. Six. That is very weird. And then it's saying there's a currency restriction for entry. Yes. 15,000 BND. BND is the Brunei, Brunei, dollar. Brunei dollars, meaning you cannot have, that's like 11,000 US. Like you cannot have more than that or you have to have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got to have that, yeah. Salt and that, right. That's his money in a, in a teapot in the kitchen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to make sure you're actually worthy <laughs> of being <laughs> here. So you, just no, can't, you 
Cannot the bring currency, in more. Yeah, yeah, you can't bring in more. But the currency you have to get over the border, I believe. Oh, uh, right on. Um, you can't get Brunei currency in advance. I remember, like, we got to the border of the island. You get out of your Malaysian side into Brunei, and you just need to change your money or get money there because you can't get it in uh, Cote d'Ivoire blue. Were they weird about you taking money out of their country? Do they say anything or no? Well, I don't know why you would because you can't you can't change it anywhere else. It's a closed currency, I think. So it'd be of like, interest. To- when I went to Morocco, they said like, "Yeah, don't take our currency home with you." Oh, really? Oh, okay. Like I'm everyone does by accident. Like, oh, it was in my wallet. I said, "Yeah." The <laughs> <laughs> they don't like stop you at the yeah, airport. That's a weird like, thing, though. Yeah. Huh? Just be like the U.S. and print more. Hey, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, uh, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. Uh, tell our listeners where can they find you. Um, you you have your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Yep, we're gonna travel podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Google, and uh, YouTube channel is is there. It's gonna be re- rebranded in the new year, but it is there. It's got some interviews on there. I love and it. And I do have social media. Instagram is uh, we're gonna travel podcast and TikTok and YouTube as well. Shorts and I sort of are on Facebook and Twitter, but not really. I don't bother with those two. And I've got a new, new website coming in New Year. So, yeah, you can find me anywhere on those platforms to talk about some travel stuff. James Hammond, ladies and gentlemen, he is a good interviewer. If you want some uh, some really good content, check out Winging It Podcast, Winging It Travel Podcast. It is, like, uh, shockingly good. <laughs> oh, that's very kind of what, you. What a Thanks back-end so <laughs> Nice back-end compliment. <laughs> I feel like we're at that stage, you know. We did yeah. a two and a half hour podcast on your podcast together, so yeah. we're past just the you know the formalities. formalities. Absolutely, <laughs> right to the the jabs, the crux. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks a lot, man. Thanks for talking about Brunei. It was fun. Cheers, Luis. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're the travel agents. That's the end of our show. Make sure to comment and subscribe. Before-